Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacks' Friends with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap mo. We sing. And furnace. it's a very special day today. Because we're on Pete's birthday. Tell him. Tell him. I really don't know why Pete is recording on his birthday. Yeah, I don't know why Pete is recording on his birthday. It should have been chill. It should have been a Smash Brothers episode. Wanted to save so, the, the Smash Bros episode, but this pagan. Been a Smash Bros episode, and Bro should have been smashing on his birthday. You, you know, know, like that birthday beats. Come on. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say anything. <laughs> the, the look on Peter's face here, yeah? <laughs> as he looked away from the screen, said everything. But we're not gonna get into it. The joys of being married. Yeah. <laughs> the grin on his face. You should be living up to your name, Peter. The Rock. Hey. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. It's all I'm doing. I'm trying to remain humble. <laughs> 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 man's, man's acting like he would have got that birthday cake if you know what I'm talking about. Um, he, he's, he's about to go for seconds. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you would have hoped this was a Smash Brothers episode now, isn't it? <laughs> sorry, not sorry, innit? Who's in the hot seat? You'll be the hot seat, birthday boy. Yeah, I think it's you. Think How do you bro. turn in today? 33. 33? Th- mm. Yeah, bro. Wow. 33. Do you feel old? You know what? No, not necessarily. But I am having to stretch a lot more. Oh. That's but not arthritis. Not necessarily arthritis, just you know, arthritis. Not, not having as much fluid in the joints and all that. Mm. Okay, yeah. you're in the hot seat this week. Yes, sir. Can, can I go first? Yes, sir. Cool. So, Peter, question for you. Mm. Well, it's, 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 like, it's, it's a, almost it's a two part question or a one and a half part question. Gotcha. So, let's say that uh, a guy comes to you. And he wants to take Zara's hand in marriage. And then you ask him why you want to, why, why, why he wants to marry your daughter. Mm-hmm. What answer would be almost acceptable, but not quite? And what would be an acceptable answer for, for, for him to give? I think because it's hard to sort of think of a good re not, not a good reason, but it's hard to think of it, a good answer. Um, verbatim like I'm thinking back to when I was asked that question and if not for someone knowing your sort of spiritual maturity and everything saying that because I believe and have you know confirmation that this is the step God wants me to take and this is the woman that God wants me to be with to be the man that I need to be it's hard for someone to to stomach that unless they know you mm. and so it's hard to think of a good answer, but I think an acceptable answer would be one, an honest one, and two, one that involves God in some capacity. Um, because if you say, you know, that there's the King Lear uh, Shakespearean uh, story about King Lear and his daughters, and I was like, oh, I love you this much, this much, and the other one's like, I'll not do anything. I'll I'll do everything for you, whatever. And the one daughter was like, I love you as much as I can sort of thing. And she was the only one that didn't give a superlative answer. 
but hers was the only one that was truly honest. Everyone else was being, you know, hyperbolic. And so it's like, you want an honest answer and you want the honest answer to be based in some capacity on God because everything otherwise, everything outside of that is, is temporary, is fickle, is subject to, to change. Um, and, and even people's relationship with God is subject to change, but at least there's hope there because there was a reliance on God. So it'll be it'll be a combination of those two, I think. That 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 I'd be excited. If you come with some hyperbolic, oh, she's the love of my life and I need her in my life and she's the most beautiful woman in the world, I'd be like, go and sit down and think about your life. <laughs> she completes me. I'm like, go be whole. My wife isn't coming for any incomplete thing. Like, <laughs> not my wife, my daughter doesn't deserve any incomplete thing. Go hold yourself up and then come. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. honest and based on God. How about for you, Moses? Hey, do you know what? I, I don't think any answer will be enough <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I would I would be very you, okay. Sorry, finish off because I was gonna say finish off. I, I think for me, I would my observations would be very much around the guy's character. Mm. Um, I would very much be like. If you want, if you want my daughter's hand in marriage, I need to spend time with you. Okay. Like you need to come around. I need to spend time with you. I need to know your character. I need to know who you are. Um, and it because it's, I believe that obviously there's there's a there's a sense in which words and genuineness and stuff like that you can try to convey it. Um, but I need to get I need to get a sense of your character when you're angry, your character when you're bored, like just just general things that um, in as much as I can try to give my children all these insights and stuff, there's going to be stuff that you won't you won't entirely see or you will miss um, or you may be naive looking at this person through rose glasses, tint, um, rose tinted glasses. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, it would more so be I need to spend time with this guy. Um, to get a sense of his character, to get a sense of him, um, and to see if his character lines up with what he's saying, mm. um, get a sense of his spirituality and everything like that. Um, yeah, but but in all fairness, I would um, there would be a level of um, respect in that you've come to have this conversation with me. Um, there will be that level of respect that you've come to have this conversation, especially if it's like earlier on in the journey sort of situation, mm. um, as opposed to like you have done your thing for like two years and then now you're trying to come talk to man. We're looking at you sideways. Um, but yeah, if you're able to come make your intentions known, be about if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does work, then to be like, you're okay, cool. Yeah, like I can truly walking down the aisle, like handing my daughter over, I can really look in your eye and be like, I'm giving her to you and feel confident and comfortable with that. <clears throat> so yeah, for me, you'll very much be spending time with this person. Oh, what are you going to say, Peter? I know when you said no answer would be good enough, I was just like, you know, going to have compassion considering what you went through. <laughs> and and that's 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 what was going through my head as well because it's mm. um i i almost had to fight through what they were saying mm. and i think 
I would like to hope that that showed something of my character mm. um, and shows something of my conviction that if I believe God is leading me somewhere, like your no is not going to stop God's yes, mm. even if it is your door, mud. Um, but even in doing that, I, I very much tried to approach it from a manner that was honoring and respectful was always keeping them in the loop, was always in, in like conversation with them and community with them. Mm. Um, even on my side as well, even though there was tensions on both sides, I still, I, it was like, yeah, if God is shaping this, then I, I should be able to honour and respect my parents, even as I'm doing what God is calling me to do. Um, so yeah, I would I would very much be around, I need to know this guy's character. Mm. Um, I mean, I feel like it should go without saying, if someone's going to ask for your daughter's hand in yeah, marriage yeah i shouldn't yeah. be meeting the person when they're asking for your hand in marriage if that makes sense like you should be someone that i know you know yeah. that i've seen around yeah. um i yeah. think i think knowing you know yeah 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 sort of thing i think as well as the case in which like if if you man ain't on the godly thing you man have already started smashing all of them things there and you know, I was just crying. Come talk to me. I'll be looking at you. I'll be looking at both of you and my daughter sideways. Yeah, I'll be looking at you sideways, like, fam. Because if if it's a case of like you should have known my not standard expectations, but that's the word that I would use. I mean, and as much as your life in that situation, because it's like it's your life. You know, like that. And I'm like, ultimately, it's your life, and. My, my standards and expectations for you is something that like you're going to have to internalize and figure out how you want to live it out and stuff like that. But um, hopefully I would have ex- expressed, especially in, in the makeup of my family, expressed something of, yo, there's actually hardship if you don't follow this. It doesn't negate that not, like everything is going to be hunky-dory. But it presents more chance of stuff going wrong if 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 god isn't at the center of everything um and yeah it's just yeah but at the same time and as well as i'll be looking at you sideways i was still i hope that i'll still be in a position where you you know that i love you as my child and like whatever you're doing i'm still there for you as a dad even if i don't agree with, with the decisions you're making um I'm going to let you live your life the way that you think best. But don't think that <laughs> man's going to be like prodigal father, prodigal dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, come back. Nah, fam. <laughs> Stay over there for a little while. Stay over there just, just stewing your stupidness for a little piece. And then you can come back, yeah? Next time, Kai, if you don't listen, you must feel. So, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think the only thing that I would add to that is, I think for me, um, I'd have to, I, I, I need to give, get a sense from the guy that he wants to marry my daughter. That he, mar- he wanted to marry my daughter is because of what he can give her as opposed to what he can get from her. You know, what this talk about, she makes me a better person. She, she's funny, she's this, she's that. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's lots of taking language, but, you know, mm. marriage, I, 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 it has to be as much or more about what you're giving as opposed to what you're receiving. Um, so I, I, I want to hear some of that from his explanation. So what man comes like, I'm doing you guys a favour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm taking it off of your hands. 
you know I know she's a handful but I'm the man for the job <laughs> bro, slap, bro. <laughs> cool uh, I'm happy this is all yours um so my one is off off the back of a conversation that I had with some someone I will not describe because my words will not be pleasant um but the question is, how would you go about counselling someone as to what Bible translation to, to, to use? I, I tend to start that off with saying the Bible is a one book where the reader is always guaranteed to be available when you're reading it. Um, and so that sort of ends up being a caveat. Like You mean the writer? Did I say the oh the author? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said the reader didn't I? Yeah, the author is always guaranteed to be available when you're reading it. That ends up being somewhat of a um a catch-all. Uh however, I think it would there, there are subtle nuances with, with everything and, and with all the um with all the translations that mean one can be better than the other and the given circumstances. However, I think the ones that I tend to gravitate to are the King James is one of the oldest and most documented. So we know the most that's wrong with the King James. We, um, we've had it for long enough. Um, and where you get new translations come and go and there's, you know, there's the voice and there's the, uh, I don't know, CEV and there's all of these new ones that keep coming up. Um, they're, they're all good in their own message. way yeah the message um you know uh, it will come down to fancy Think that message <laughs> it'll come down to what what tickles your fancy what you can sort of um resonate with easiest because he thou shout all of those things can sometimes turn people off um yeah. but i will say that some of the newer ones that i do have a little bit more confidence in are like the NLT, um, mm. the ESV, and that's even an mm. older one. ESV, ASV, those are those are fairly older ones. But the NLT, especially, um, and I think it's the voice. I think it's the voice that Amanda Hope Haley worked on. Yeah. Um, only because I, you know, having read a little bit about them, they also go back to the original, but they go back with the current and best you know understanding of the original language and the original context and they try to interpret it according to that so it's not an interpretation of an interpretation it's an interpretation based on what we currently know about the Mm -hmm. languages and about the context and they're fairly easy to read as well um so where yeah they all have issues they all have issues and really i'd say no one translation is is the best i'd I'd advise you read multiple but if you have to pick one and as much as there's one that you might resonate with one that you might understand easiest um, Mm. i think lt is up there and easy to read easy to Mm. understand and the people that did it did it with a with a mindset of we're trying to be faithful to the original text and context we aren't trying to um, reimagine it for today we're yeah. trying to be as faithful as we can be to what they meant and what their context allowed um, in our translation so that you're mm-hmm. still reading fairly old text that hasn't been sort of modified and that's my issue with the message to be fair because the message tries to modify it 
for today's language, which is very different when language is very much also based on context. And today's yeah. context is very different from mm. the context in which it was written. You, you lose so much, even though it yeah. sounds nice and it sounds Hillsongy, you do lose a lot. Um, I, I'd say NLT, but yeah, I think all of them are good. If you can read a combination, there's tons of um, uh, resources that allow that my sword, e sword, um, you version. Will allow you to read in parallel, uh, which is mm. good because you get so much more amplified. Is always a good one because it's gives you it, it shows the depth of the original languages by giving so many more examples of what the word could mean. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but ultimately, because the author is always present, read it prayerfully, read it. Um, and I think if you want one that's easy to read, NLT is a good one, but read mm. whatever you can get into, you know, and, and that doesn't become a barrier to entry. Um, yeah. Which is a Go long ahead. way of answering, but I think it's, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Mm. What yourself, Robert? Um, yeah. Like before, I would have said NIV, but when I heard that NIV is missing, <laughs> <laughs> missing verses of the week, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, NLT, um, ESV are easier ones to, or not, 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 not easier, plain the English ones to get into. Mm. If you try and bring message to me, I'll, I'll, I'll slap your head. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the other thing to mention and Amanda Hope Haley says this as well um, is one that has like a like, like has notes in the margin or has yeah, yeah. footnotes because mm. there's so much lost in translation not lost in translation but there's so much nuance to each one it's good yeah. to have the footnotes yeah. so one that has that is a good one um, because you, you don't lose that other one but yeah mm. stuff like the message right? yeah yeah. And um you know, I'd also say yeah. um um get like a get like a good um Hebrew slash and Greek dictionary just alongside it just so you can you know you know pick out words here and there and like get like a bit of a deeper meaning into what again tons of resources online for that. strong numbers, blue letter bible does it interlinear um yeah, U version has the the, the strongs concordance. Uh, I, I never know if I'm saying that word properly, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I find the commentary would, as well. Would you not? Would you not recommend that for a new new believer though? That, that's why I'm like, what 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 are you what what doesn't present a barrier to entry? Like King James can mm. be a very big barrier to entry too. You know what, what I mean is like the concordances and and the the dictionary. Oh yeah, if if you, you if if you're open to it, yeah, I, I'd recommend I so. it. I yeah. wouldn't say, you know, I, I wouldn't like make it mandatory, but I'd mm. recommend it. My, my thing is read it, like start yeah. off reading it, you know, regardless yeah. of what you read. If it's the Bible, it's the word of God and the word of God is the power of, you know, is power in and of itself. So read it. Yeah. It's, it's my first thing. But if you're, if you're yeah. open to it, yeah, man. Concordance, uh, commentary. Commentary I'm a bit yeah, on just because you're reading someone's opinion of the yeah. bible and and i mean these are these have been the commentaries that are like years and years old so if there's mm-hmm. something wrong with it we would sort of know by now we know things wrong with commentaries by now but um yeah if you and are the, going to read a commentary i'd say look up the person whose commentary you're reading mm. because there are some people who wrote commentaries of the bible 
that are widely available. And then you go and read later on and they're talking about how they are gods or like this um, is some weirdness. So <laughs> yeah, I got right. I got recommended this one, this one dude who was talking about the Trinity as nine people. <laughs> What's in there? <laughs> Bro. What's in the slim shade? Do you know what? <laughs> D12. I, I was I was knee deep. I was knee deep in his so he he's got like his own King James with his notes and the size of it and stuff. Yeah. I'm not even going to mention his name on 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 air and that. But I was knee deep in these guys' notes. Mm. And then for some bizarre reason, I went to the back where he's got like appendices and stuff. And he's talking about each person of the Trinity has the Trinity within them. And so they're no longer a Trinity there. Each person is a Trinity within himself. And I'm like, so what part of the same essence, different persons do you (laughs) not understand? And you're writing a commentary on the entire Bible. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, shut, move to the side. I, if, if, if we are, if there's such a tangent on this fundamental thing, I can't take the rest of what you're saying seriously. There may be truth in it, but I don't feel I can take it seriously. Where's the truth in nine people in the Trinity of three? That's what I'm saying. Like, there may be truth in the, re- the widest... In the rest of the country, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Not, not in the nine. I was just like, fam, do the math. It's called a Trinity. Like, well, yeah. It's like it's not complex enough. Let me let me add some sauce to it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I would... Um, I think in terms of the commentaries... I would hold out and wait until even even about the dictionaries and stuff. I would hold out and wait until they show signs or they indicate as if that's like they want to go deeper. And then I would introduce them to be like, oh, boom, there's commentaries, there's this, there's that, and potentially recommend a couple. I haven't interacted with commentaries as much, but I would also recommend interacting with a few different ones to kind of see what a general consensus is um as well as where there may be some sort of disagreement um i think i'd push back on that in okay, that um just that if you're um, trying to get someone into the bible like ideally you want their end goal to be for them to be able to study the bible by themselves so why not get them into learning study techniques about how to like independently mm. go about looking for different sources of how to study the bible in terms of instead of recommending it or introducing introducing it as in to like introduce not uh, as in like introducing like um like a dictionary or a um, yeah because i think commentary yeah i think i think it's more so because it's, it's like study not, not necessarily studying another language but um if, if i am studying another language then i would almost recommend the dictionary even as i recommend whatever app that or whatever, however I'm doing it. But if you're reading, if you're just reading um, Harry Potter, for example, and you just want to read it for the story, I could read over words that I don't understand and I'll just keep on reading, thinking I'll figure it out as I'm reading. But if I'm actually trying to dig deeper into the story, 
I know that Peter does this. He will stop and look for a dictionary and try to find the meaning of the word and then come back to it. And so there's different dispositions. And so if it's a case in which if my, my concern in immediately would be, I want you to become acquainted with the Bible that you have rather than presenting lots of things um, for you to kind of be jumping from. Because one of the dangers that even I stumbled across was I was listening to the commentaries more than I was reading the Bible. But but what but, but then how it is so, so like let's say they're reading the Bible and they come across across something they don't understand and they and then they come to you for like some some help with it. Mm-hmm. How would that be different from them going to a commentary and trying to get understanding from? So so what, then and for me that if they come to me for clarification, that then is indication that you're digging deeper, which is the space that I want you in in the first place, and then I point you to these things. But initially. I'll just, I'll just give you the translations and be like, look at this, look at this. I'll give you potentially two or three. I would actually give you the message. Um, so even in, in my, um, what's, that, what's the app that I've got? Um, version. It's not No, not version. It's, it's, it's like an equivalent to E-Sword on... My Sword? Well, My Sword is the Android version. I don't know what the iOS yeah. version is. And I've, got, I've got another one. Esau have an iOS app. Where's my iPad actually? Unless you got the olive tree or the logos. Might be olive tree. I can't remember. Um, it might be logos. I think it's logos. No. Yeah, logos. Um, so I've actually got like ESV and message. And that's, that's, that's more so for study purposes. Um, I find that I gravitate to ESV when I'm studying and I gravitate to um, um, New King James when it's more devotional. Um, but at the same time, I kind of sprinkle in the NLT and the message, but that's just more so for like, uh, not necessarily nuance, but just um, modern day equivalents and stuff. But I, I stick with the um, ESV more so. And so I would, if I even am presenting them the message, it would all, almost be like a complimentary, not as the main thing. I wouldn't say, yeah, go read the message. I'd be like, you can read these ones. And then you can almost have the message as like giving you a more a flavor of it. But this is, is where you should be turning your attention to. Um, and if they come back and I'd be like, oh, cool. So, so it's almost like um, a teacher setting work just to see how hungry the people are. And when they show that hunger, they'll be like, all right, there are these resources as well. Just so the person won't feel overwhelmed, won't start to look at the voices more than they they try to listen to the voice of God and how they're reading the Bible and stuff and gaining that dependency. I mean, I'm maybe overcompensating um, because of the pitfalls that I fell into, um, but I wouldn't introduce commentaries immediately. I would almost try want them to hone this this dependency on God even as they read the Bible and then introduce um other human voices to it who we pray and hope that we're listening to the voice of God. Mm. Yeah um, I I think I would caveat the the, the 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 commentary things by saying that just making sure that they understand that no commentary is the definitive answer or definitive That's view of how to Bible. The Bible explains the Bible. Yeah. And sometimes it's even better to have the the link there 
than to have a commentary, but they can be useful. Commentaries then study application Bibles are essentially just Bibles with commentaries built in. So yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I, would, the, I would definitely say, yeah, go for it. No, I was just gonna say I think the common thread is the most important thing is read it. That's the beauty yeah. of the Bible is coming yeah. to the Bible at least. Sort of thing. That's I would I would point. even what I was gonna say was I would definitely recommend um Logos the app predominantly because there there's like word studies within it but it also shows you which other passages have used the root word or the greek word and how they've used it um and so then you can almost get oh, okay cool so here it says it says x but what what does it mean by that within this context all right it's being used in these different spaces within the within the bible to mean these different things so these of all these things which are similar to this and this is how it's been translated here and blah 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 so that can give some clarification more more time yeah thankfully esau does that olive tree does that um sick you version some versions do that in you version but that oh, the, the great thing is there's so much electronic resources on it it's really good yeah it's really good and, and looking at that is very helpful as well yeah Ooh. Yeah. Sweet. Alrighty then. Let's get into the topic for today. We're gonna have some fun with this one. Failed <laughs> <laughs> Smash Bro episode is still trying to find its way. Out. Hey, yes, sir. Let's make it work. So, does the name Leah Thomas mean anything to you guys? Leah, Leah Thomas. Thomas. Yes. Don't Google it. I'm. I'm about to tell you who 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 she is. Or should I say who he is? Leo <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. So basically, He's the guy that won the thingy. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Leo Thomas is this like university transgender swimmer. So born a man, became a woman, and was just battering all the women <laughs> at the swimming events, breaking all the records. It was crazy. Um, yeah, so I think um, she won the 500 meter, 500 yard freestyle. Um, the person who, who came second, that's the one. The person who came second, <laughs> person who came second was like 30 or 40 seconds after her. So it was a whole blowout. No, Moses doing that. Yeah, it was a whole blowout. People were not happy at all, saying transgender women should not be participating with women in this category. Um, there were a couple more events. The next event, she came fifth in. Um, I think that was the 200 meters, 200 yards. And in the 100 yard race, she came last. So... Um, so maybe people will use this as as excuse to say that there's no differences when it comes to transgender women in sports, and it should be okay, no, okay for is. them to. There is. There is. <laughs> it should be okay for them to compete. So, yeah, as as people who participate in sports yourselves, um, where do you think that transgender people fit in within it? So I've got I've I've thought about this and talked about this a lot. I, I can go first with, with my response, but 
there are some sports where gender has a unique uh, or gender plays a significant role and that's why we have seen that over the years in the wisdom of the people they've decided let's not have men boxing women let's not have men uh, i don't know throwing the same weight and shot put as the women you know at, at the elite level because there are certain fundamental differences between the genders i think for those sports trans people should have their own categories trans yeah. woman you have your own category trans man you have your own category man you have your own category woman you have your own category it's difficult because then are you saying a woman is a, a, a trans woman is not a real woman and and as much as that might hurt someone's feelings there's a reason you put trans in front of one of them and right. real in front of the other because they are not and so I think for certain for you certain, say real in front of one of them <laughs> Like, the, the, the the politically correct term is cis, C I S. Yeah, but why cis? What's cis? Why cis? I don't know. Cis it's, male, cis female. It's, yeah, it's like in. I, I think it goes back to chemistry where, um, cis and trans um molecules is based on like whether. So cis is when they are on, the same. I think this the same branch. Trans is is, is if they're on different branches. Right. I remember that from like chemistry class. Somehow. Uh, let me let me break it down simpler then. You've got a fake woman and you've got a real woman. <laughs> the furnace just got cancelled. No joking. One is biological, one has made a decision. Um and and I think in those sports they should be in different, they should be in different categories. Yeah. Um, but then there are some sports where I think gender doesn't necessarily play as big a deal. Um Snooker, darts. Snooker, darts, you know, like Poker. more so yes. games of skill where being physically a certain way doesn't give you that much more of an advantage, even shooting, I think. Um, and so, you know, there, there are an anatomical differences. So you'll find that um, the women's rifles have a higher cheek thing because women just generally have a higher cheekbone, whatever. Um, but I think we it's not that hard to determine which sports have a unique advantage for a given gender and dividing it as such and which sports don't necessarily need that and having it, you know, everyone can play in the same pool. Um, I thought that that's what I think. I think having these trans women in um, men that were, that, that are men claiming to be women or, or choosing to be women or deciding that they're women um, competing against women that are biologically women can be detrimental. Swimming, maybe it's not even seen as badly. And as you said, there were some events that he even lost, but I think you see it very much so in combat sports. And that's why mm. I paid attention to this. When you have a trans woman fighting punching other women. Not fighting, punching up, just absolutely demolishing. And of course, women. there are women that can beat up men, yes. But at an elite level, when we've all trained to yeah. the best of we've the best, to, yeah. your musculature, your skeleton, your bone density, things that God has created. And again, not to be super religious, but all of this comes down to the idea that I was a cosmic mistake and thus I can decide whether or not I'm men or woman. And I was a creation of God, as he described. And thus, if he created me woman, he 
damn well knows what he was doing. Um, those those things make such a difference that it even becomes a health scare, you know. And so I, that's that's what I think anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think there should be separate categories. I would even go as far as saying across the board. Mm. Um, I would go, go as far as saying across the board. Um, because as soon as we, I feel like as soon as we start making distinctions, people can argue here or there, um, for extensions to different areas. Um, unless there's like a clearly defined um, set of parameters where it's like this, this is this is almost like an intellectual thing um, rather than a physicality sort of skill set. Because, um, yeah, because even in darts, if, if a trans woman is playing against women in darts and they're that she's always hitting bullseyes. The cis women can be like, oh yeah, she's got more dexterity, her hands are whatever, more stable, whatever. Um, just out of pettiness and stuff. Um, if if that if it can be called pettiness, or if there's any validation to what they're saying. So I would I would even I would go as far as saying, yo, just make the whole thing um make a separate category. Um even potentially like a non-binary category, car you man wanna wanna be non-binary, so you man could do a team together. Um, and even argue potentially have like a, a trans bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like have a, having a trans bathroom to be like, okay, trans women, trans men, these are your bathrooms, but which which is going to require more space, um, physical space in order to facilitate that. But that's that's if if we are moving into a more inclusive society, which we should do, then that's one of the costs of moving into that to make facilitate more space for that, because it just leaves room for the system to be abused, for people to be abused within that system, um, and it's not it's not helpful or help um, or healthy. Um, so yeah, if if we are trying to build a community in which everyone's decisions are being respected then let's let's actually walk that through and, and create these spaces for them. If you're if you're an athlete and you want to continue in the sport that you've chosen, um, even after your your um what's what's it called? Gender reassignment. Yeah, gender reassignment. Then cool, let's create a lane for you. The pool may be smaller, but the competition will still be the same car. All of you lot were mandem, now you're gyal. You lot can run the same way. You lot can do it. Or you again, now you're man down. You lot can do that. Um, I, I think I think the issue is this, what is in essence folly that somehow by your decision that you are a, a female instead of a male that you were born, you are now equal to a female. That's where I think the issue is, is yeah. this, this idea that to put it as, um, I think it's Kate, Kathy Newman who was who did that inf- infamous um, interview with Jordan Peterson. I was like, are you saying that? Uh, though, I don't know if that was Kathy Newman actually, but it, Jordan Peterson was asked, "Is a trans woman a real woman?" You know, and and it's it's that which is by virtue of the question a stupid question because what do you mean is a trans woman a real woman if there's a category that is real and this is not that? Why are you trying to equate the two, you know? And and so I think that's that's where the issue really is because a lot of the debate comes with no, we're not a new gender, we are women. We're not 
and then that's how you have what's his face um the guy that won woman of the year having not been a woman for a year Kylie not not Kylie their dad their dad or whatever yeah yeah Yeah, you know that's that's what happens because somehow they're supposed to be equal and the same and they're not like they're just biologically not but yeah yeah I feel like that 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 was a publicity stunt to almost make make the people seem progressive and more inclusive and, and I think he's actually come out and spoken against it he's spoken he has, against yeah yeah he said Sorry, that she, she, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm willing to be sensitive to whatever you want to be called but yeah, yeah. she's come out and spoken against it yeah she yeah she she, she came out so that trans men should not be racing against biological women um and it's yeah and this whole thing about What's your thoughts Robert Oh, I think, yeah, just have your own category, have your own, because it's not fair. It's not. And, it's not. and this is only hurting women because um, women to men, transgender people, they might feel like, yeah, they want to go and be with the guys, but nine times out of ten, they're not going to win, but at least they feel like they can participate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's that's actually a very fair point because all of the in all of the cases that I have heard have been transgendered females. Yeah. Where men going into females and then just absolutely like even in the, the fight in the UFC thing where the the transgendered woman mm. absolutely massacred the females. Mm. Massacred them. To the point where was it Joe Rogan who was like, yo, like, why, why is this allowed? Like, the woman's face was absolutely brutalized. And you can see that they, they, they like throw punches like a man throws punches. <laughs> Fam, it, it's, it's just, it's just legitimized domestic violence is wild. Yeah. And like, even, wild. even with this, like, Leo Thompson, before he, she, they transitioned. <laughs> <laughs> just try just to go the books. <laughs> like they were coming in like 770 something mm-hmm. in the swimming thing. To go from that as a man to first as a woman and to say that there's, there's there's no problem. And that's and that's even more argument. 700 and whatever coming in first. So even if they came in fifth and then last, that's nowhere near 700 and whatever. Yeah. There's a massive, there's a massive gap, and I, I don't think it's fair. Yeah, and I think even with the fifth and the last, I think they were just throwing the race just to they could have a bit of taken off them, taken off them. Like the person, I think, the second person came thirty seconds after you. Yeah. Like what Olympic sport is the number two thirty seconds? I think there's this um there's this artist. Uh, I think his name is Zubi or something. And he broke the woman's uh power oh, yeah. yeah. And then and then he's he's trolling, obviously. He's like he identified as a woman when he was breaking it. So don't be a bigot and say anything. And it's like it's just making that point. It's just, you know, it's it's a bit silly, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just hurting women because um if this is allowed to continue, the top states places are going to be taken by all transgender women, and women are going to be pushed out of women's sports completely. Yeah. Imagine yeah, but at that. least they're being role models for future <laughs> stress. And and it's it's so interesting that there's it's almost like there's a divide between women 
where there are women who are, who are against it, but there are women who are saying, no, no, we need to be in, 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 inclusive. Oh, what do they call it? You're tough. Is it a tough woman? Uh, yeah, so tough. A trans exclusionary radical feminist is, is the name that they give to cis women that think biological women should be recognized as such. But yeah. yeah. And yeah, but and yeah, I think that transgender people just need to be told no. <laughs> well, right now everyone's too scared about being be called um, a transphobe and all of these things. Yeah. Um. So that was that was some fun. Let's let's have a bit more of a serious conversation. Um. Within, like, as Christians, how do we include trans people? Um, without um, compromising our faith and what we believe in um, about God and him not making mistakes in creating people. I think the truth about God will always be the truth about God. And as human beings from the very beginning, the devil's, the devil's approach has always been to make us doubt that. Whether it's, no, if you eat this fruit, you will die. Um, to no, you are created fearfully and wonderfully. You know, mm-hmm. the devil's the devil's um, approach will always be to create doubt. And so I think when when it's come as you are, or when it's um, you know, don't turn anyone away, everyone come, everyone come. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think it has to be that you coming in as maybe a trans, whatever. And, and nowadays, I mean it's the 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 technology's got so good. I might not even notice that you're trans unless you tell me. Um, I think the point should be point the, the the yeah the aim should be pointing to the truth, pointing to the fact that God is who He is, that we are who we are by virtue of who He is, and that there is there is beauty, there is um, the, ultimately there is accountability for the fact that He has given us life, and one day will demand of us. Um, an account an account for what we've done for that life you know and I think saying the truth presenting the truth presenting who God is is all we can do we I, I don't believe we should be turning anyone away I don't think we should be pointing people out and and you know sacrificing them for our um, desires of seeming righteous or whatever but in compassion it's just saying the truth you are fearfully and wonderfully made you were created male or female um and and you want a mistake and this whole trans thing has come i think fundamentally from the idea that there are mistakes like cosmically that the existence of the universe is by mistake essentially if there was nothing that then exploded you know it's just happen chance and then you can be in the wrong body because it's happen chance but then if god created it and God created it. And if God breathed into us life and will one day demand an account of us, I don't need to point it out to you that your decision that you are born in the wrong body or whatever, mm-hmm. you will have to bear account to that. You, you, you'd have to yeah. explain to the one that created you that, yeah, you made a mistake when you made me. That's cool. That's you and him. <laughs> I don't want to be the one saying that. You know, so I, I think I think the church's point should be to point to the truth, not to massage it, not to transform it, not to make it more 
acceptable, but to present the truth in love. Yeah. So come as you are, whatever you are, come, but this is the truth. And it's not that mm-hmm. every day we're talking this truth and whatever, because there's so much of God that we can know. And we will be worshiping yeah. and we'll be loving and we'll be encouraging. And but then we'll also be speaking the truth. And part of that truth is that God created you as he created you. Yeah. Who are you to tell the potter, no, don't do this to me. Make me this way. <laughs> you get mashed up. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah I think... I think having having been in situations where this this is like the environment now, mm-hmm. um, I'm learning that for the most part, um, the um, the transgendered and the non-binary individuals that I have interacted with and I have worked with and around, um, are go are dealing with a lot in terms of just identity and like accepting themselves and going through these on a practical basis. Um, so sometimes I feel like these conversations aren't even helpful. Um, if it comes up, then it comes up. Um, and navigating that is something that has to be done, hopefully in relationship, but definitely sensitively. Um, but just, I think what, what I perceive or how I perceived Jesus would have interacted was almost affirming their humanity in just interacting with them, um, like going to their house and eating with them and just chilling with them and stuff like that. Um, and if something came up, we'll speak into it, um, as opposed to almost making that the point of conversation, um, which if needs be, I know that he will. And there's, there's also that space for us to do. Um, what about the woman at the well? So the woman at the well, um, at what point? When God was like, go and bring your husband. She put put herself into it. Yeah, no, well, she put herself into it in that she went to ask a theological question, but God called her out, like Christ called her out. When when the the point at which she got called out Mm. was when she asked a theological question, Jesus expounded on it, and and then she tried to take herself out of it to be like, um, no, she was like, oh, when when the Messiah comes, he will he will explain more. And mm. Jesus was like that, like he's in front of you. And then she switched it to be like, oh, boom, this and that. But there's this, there's this recognition. I, I think of, the point I'm, I'm making is it's not like it came up organically. Like yeah. God called her out on it. Yeah, yeah. Outright. And I think, I think, I think the um, <laughs> There's, a, there's an answer in my head, but I'm almost like I'm battling myself. Like, is this, am I just trying to defend my cause or is this worth going through? I, I think it's worth going through. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I think I'm it's worth pointing out, that. even just before you do that, because I recognize both you and Robert are in environments where you'll have much more contact. And yeah. thus, I would presume, in the same way as, you know, Joe Billy from North England doesn't have as much contact with black people and has a certain perception of them i don't have as much contact with Mm. this this thing so i might be speaking a lot more harshly directly yeah yeah because i haven't yeah so so i do appreciate that but yeah carry on yeah i I think um (laughs) we've got foxes screaming outside um (laughs) it it sounds so weird Um, (laughs) bro (laughs) <laughs> it's wild um i think th- there's there's a difference between 
um, almost trying to to hide and to um, turn the gaze away from your brokenness and um, the stuff that's going in, going on um, and like embracing who God is in that conversation because she was faced with Jesus proclaiming like in the book of John, he, he didn't do that often. It was more so towards the end when he was talking to Pontius Pilate and stuff it was like, yo, like I, I am like, I am he, or even the, the seven, I am statements um, that he, he goes through. I believe it's seven. Um, but it's, it's like she, she was presented, she was speaking to Jesus and she was presented, he presented himself as Messiah to her and she just tried to swerve it. And I believe that that's what, that's one of the main reasons Jesus spoke into it. Um, but it wasn't just a, a casual conversation. That conversation had gotten very direct into questioning who Jesus was and Jesus revealing himself and she tried to skirt around it. And Jesus was like, I'm able to speak into your life, even into the hurts, even into the spaces of you having had like multiple relationships that have all ended badly. Now again, I'm, I may be waffling, I may be skirting around. So some of the listeners may be listening to me like, oh yeah, but what, what about this, what about that? And the reason, the reason I'm, I'm quite tentative is most of the, most of the individuals that are in these spaces and in these places that I have encountered and worked with um, have had real crisis points and some of them are still going through it. And it's not saying that it's not helpful, but it's saying how do we walk with them in a way that practically demonstrates God's love even as we try to communicate the truth of what the gospel is saying. Sometimes in we're just walking with them that walking with them almost provides the healing they needed um, because they weren't accepted for, for whatever, or they may have suffered some sort of trauma. Like I have, I have come across quite a few women who have gone through traumatic experiences, either sexual assault or whatever, who have almost just responded, bunny, I'm just going to go with women as a response to that. Um, now, obviously we can easily say, go get counseling, like, let's, let's deal with this um, instead of just veering to one area as a result of that. Um, but yeah, and, and also recognizing, yes, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, um, but the flesh is still broken, it's still fallen, it's, it's, it's still flawed. And not saying that these flaws almost leave room for, for this to happen, but I'm like, what happens in the case of like a hermaphrodite where there's both presenting genitalia, how, how do we then navigate that? And as we, we still recognize we're fearfully and wonderfully made, mm. but still holding the tension between fearfully and wonderfully made yet even physically you're still falling and susceptible to this corruption that came in via that is like original sin um and so there, there's that tension there that only god can repair and so that that element we're not taking up we're not shying away from only god can repair only god can really reveal the purpose of this pottery that he has made and t- like restoring it back to the beauty and the fullness in which he has made it. Um, 
and so I, my approach is almost like take them to God and look, let God do the work. And as much as it, yeah, and again, that that may be more of a spiritual thing where it's just, and some people may see that as abdication, where I'm not trying to get my hands dirty um, by doing God's work on His behalf. But it's almost being like, I'm going to trust in the Holy Spirit to minister in this person's life, whether through me or through their prayer time or whatever, um, if if they get into that into that space to uh, then address certain things. Sorry. I think the other thing to bear in mind is essentially between us talking, you've got only two elements of the fivefold sort of speaking you know, I, I'm, there's at least I'm speaking maybe from more of a mindset of someone who might be a teacher who's just like, yeah, we just present the truth and just present the truth. And if you have only yeah. that, you have something very cold yeah. and yeah. just facts. Yeah. Um, whereas Mo, you you might be speaking from someone who's got maybe more of a pastoral heart who's concerned mm. with the individual and, and everything they're going through. And I think the beauty of the church as it should be is you should have all of those elements. Yeah. And so, yes, there will be instances where someone is teaching and presenting truth, but mm-hmm. then that person who's sat there enduring that would have had the support of the pastor who's been mm-hmm. loving on them and actually dealing with mm-hmm. them as a human being, as teachers yeah. sometimes can't um, yeah. or sometimes fail to. Um, yeah. I think that's the other element um, yeah. as well is and, yeah. it can't just be yeah. one office sort of dealing yeah. with it God gave the church has to walk hand different. in hand in, exactly. in, in serving serving the, the LGBTQ plus our LMNOP community um, but the entirety of the church uh, and when yeah. I say the entirety of the church the entirety of the offices given to administer yeah. the church yeah, because, yeah. and that's that's exactly what I'm because yeah. even even in, in us having the teachers like breaking down what it means potentially means to be fearfully and wonderfully made like God having known you he knows that the number of hairs in your head and stuff the pastoral person actually sitting down with you walking through hurts walking through stuff potentially counselling listening and just going through that then we've got the prophetic actually speaking over you and speaking into your future and speaking like the plans and purposes that God oh, has yeah speaking into the past and dealing with some of the traumatic experience because they've been given by god the sight to see what actually is going on yes and then we've got the apostolic who actually declaring stuff over you Mm. um in turn like almost in realignment with with what god was saying and then we've got the evangelist who's who's speaking the good news and not like jesus came to save you like this this emotional weight the spiritual and emotional weight of what the gospel actually means in your life and that 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 linking of hands where everyone kind of rallies around people to to share the gospel um and so yeah the whole body is needed um and as much as there is a need to be like yo like you are fearfully and wonderfully made and we don't believe that god made the mistake we may not necessarily know how to steward it right we may have conflicting emotions within us we may recognize psychological differences and imbalances and stuff and um stuff like that and i also believe that there's a and again i could be wrong there's so much nuance here that i'm kind of glossing over i also believe that there's a there's almost like a a pushing against the stereotypical roles or um, positions that men and women have been pushed into and when a a quote-unquote man is displaying tendencies that are seen to be feminine then you're almost seen as being oh what are you gay like are you queer like what is it in, in like 
back when we were younger in secondary school and stuff, like there were certain things you just couldn't do. Um, Cause you, like being called a fat, being, I was, I was gonna say the word, but I realized you can't say them things there. So like um, certain words was an insult. Yeah. And that was very much associated with feminine tendencies. And like certain words for women were insults and that was associated with masculine tendencies. Before I even knew that like homosexuals existed in Ghana, um, I already knew these derogatory terms. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's, there's almost like this pushback against, against it and this, and with that pushback comes like um, a hyper embrace or whatever. To be like, I'm not only going to embrace it, I'm going to embody it, I'm going to become the personification of whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely a pushback there. But just allowing people to, to live, not live their truth, but to live in a manner that expresses um, how, how they're wired to, um, whilst helping them navigate that in a healthy way without fixing or pushing these boxes and, and compartments on people to fit into um, is something that is healthy. Because when I was growing up, a man being emotional and conveying emotion was not seen to be anything that is good. Um, there was I was like, I'm saying this still isn't. <laughs> there was a time I was taking Noah to nursery. Noah absolutely hated his nursery. Um, we get there, Noah's crying, and this... Afro-Caribbean elderly woman is standing there and she's like, oh, why are you crying? Grow up, you're a big boy now. Big boys don't cry. And I looked at her like, don't talk to my child, please. Like this guy, like he just turned two and you're already telling him big boys don't cry. No, don't, don't talk to my child like that. And again, perpetuating these things where it's just like, I mean, I understand you're, nah, that's, that, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. In in no situation is that helpful. And so it's it's situations like this and just honoring people's emotions, honoring how they feel, honoring how they how they react to this stuff, helping them work through that and navigate that. Um, and I think that's why I advocate is seeing the humanity in people, even if we don't agree with their decisions, and working with the humanity. Um, working with with who they are and helping them navigate um, the positions they're in, regardless of how hard they may find it, regardless of how, yeah, recognising that there is a whole backlog of history that has gone into that decision and has gone into their position. Um, and yeah, ultimately, I believe that if if I am able to like show them something of Jesus, Jesus is able to, I mean, um, uh, Jackie Hill Perry's book, good girl. Gay Girl, Good God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good God, Gay Girl. Yeah, Gay Girl, Good God. Yeah. Um, like there's there's real transformation in me and in yeah. me and like uh, Jesus. And so that for me, that's that's my hope. Not so much that I can I can like teach or anything. Like that. And I think it comes back down to. Galatians 1, where it says the gospel I present wasn't taught to me or handed down by men or anything like that. It came through the revelation of Jesus and like trying to facilitate spaces where 
God can reveal himself. Yes, that does come through Bible study as well. So not negating that. Um, but yeah, really trying to facilitate spaces where that can happen, knowing that God will transform, God will, God, like in his spirit, he is able to do this. Um, and that only that will, will present a long lasting change, an eternal change in that person's life. Um, it may not look the way we anticipated to look, but yeah, yeah. Just to find just saying they're smart. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's see what you're saying. No, so yeah, so, so yes, yeah, so I was I was listening to you guys talk and you know, like the phrase faithfully and wonderfully made is what was was getting thrown out again and again. And I and, and and I was just thinking, like, that's something that we want to present to trans people to show them, you know, you don't have to be like this. But like how like how many of us in the church really like believe and live out as if we are faithfully and wonderfully made? Well, then that's the point, isn't it? Like on, on the preach, <laughs> this is the thing on the preach, and, and I think I think this is why, or at least that's what I recognized was there was a sort of myopic um, uh, approach being used because I was just thinking from that's an encouragement to me the fact that I've been fearfully and wonderfully made that's something that gets me through tough times when I might look in the mirror and I'm not liking what I see that's an encouragement to me but that's a that's an indictment to someone else and something that can be used to be condemn someone else. And mm-hmm. I think that's why, you know, on a Sunday, if I'm pre, if I say I'm preaching as if I'm a pastor, but on a Sunday, if that's being preached, it's like, are you not? No, are I'm not. not. I'm definitely not a pastor you not? because I have no care for human beings. Um, all, all I'm saying is right now, right now, the off that the, the functional office of a pastor is not the biblical office of a pastor. The modern yeah. day position of a pastor is not this. It doesn't the correlate. Position of a pastor is a person that uses the collection. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like if that's being preached, and, and the reason I the, when I was saying initially is the sense of no, that's being preached to encourage the brethren. Like, don't subscribe to social standards of beauty and to you know you need to do this or you're not good enough or you're not pretty enough because you have been fearfully and wonderfully made by someone who has thought about you and calls you his works of art his poemas and yet that same message can be an indictment to someone who says I was born in the wrong body and I think that's why having the fullness come in to say it's not just the teacher that's giving you hard facts of the bible but the pastor who's loving on you the as 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 moses described the apostolic that's declaring the evangelist that's bringing in the um prophets that's looking into the spiritual things having all of those things work in 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 tandem i think is where true healing comes you know mm. yeah my, my only uh, i'm sort of i'm sort of aware of the time but the one thing that, that was pushing back okay. <laughs> the one thing that I was pushing back was um Mo, when you mentioned Galatians um one talking about yeah. is it Galatians one talking about the revelation of Christ yeah. being given by Christ specifically. I think I struggle with this. Is there not a bit of narcissus being done there because Paul's oh, so conversion narcissus? No, oh, so oh, okay. narcissus where you read yourself into it. So based mm. on exegesis, but narcissistically yeah <laughs> where you're reading yourself or you're reading an individual into it because paul's conversion was unique for paul where he was mm. as who he was and i think yeah that 
I, I think it's dangerous to presume that everyone else will have that experience if just brought to a place of having revelation or, or being brought to a place to expect revelation from Jesus Christ in the same way mm. Paul did. Because Paul had studied as a Pharisee and had yeah. knowledge of the Torah, had yeah. you know extensive knowledge of the Torah, yeah. and had a very unique experience that was even only visible to himself. That is heard, mm. but only he saw Christ. And so I think it's I think it's dangerous there to expect that same sort of transformation for others. Yeah, and I, I guess I guess yeah, yeah, I, I do see what you're saying, and um, I guess my not response to that but the way in which i i approached it wasn't necessarily um the road to damascus Mm. um perspective but rather the the weight in which we the weight of of the of how we present jesus so even when we when we go to um romans and it speaks about um I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God unto salvation. We know that it's the gospel being proclaimed. That is the power of God unto salvation. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that it's, it's so, so what, what, not the sinner's prayer, not the sinner's prayer, not at all. I had a guy, bro. Yeah. I, I told you guys about the story. The guy tried to take me through the sinner's prayer and was like, I was like, are you sick? But yeah. Um, what, what, what I was leaning more so towards is we we can't theology is not good enough mm. we can't convince someone of jesus there needs to be a revelation of who he is for there to be true salvation and so even in bible studies even in convincing even in um john um Peter, when it speaks about being prepared to um, make a defense for your faith in all of these things if there isn't a personal revelation of who jesus is there is no salvation unless there is that revelation of who Jesus is. It's like, un- unless you're able to say Jesus is Lord, his spirit isn't upon you sort of situation. Um, and that's, that's what I was referring to. And so people may, and I think I mentioned this last week where people have ample knowledge of the Bible and what the Bible says, but they don't have any connectivity to who, like, who the Bible speaks of. And yeah. that's, that's more so the direction I was heading towards. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy you brought it up so I can clarify that actually, because in hindsight, I'm, I may have just mentioned it because I've thought about it so much. I didn't actually give the full context of that. Mm. Um, but just facilitating spaces and these spaces may be theological they may be bible studies they may be worship nights they may be Mm. preachings but facilitating these spaces and and it could even just be conversation or hospitality or whatever but facilitating these these spaces where there can be a revelation of who jesus is within that and yeah i agree with what robert was saying in terms of fearfully and wonderfully made because there's so much happening um like someone who is like clinically overweight and you're like oh don't worry about you're fearfully or not wonderfully made fam that's that's clearly an abuse Mm. of what you've been given now whether it's intentional or not there's something of not stewarding right Mm. what you've been given and so there's even in being fearfully and wonderfully made there's still this responsibility of stewardship over that um, over how you handle your body, over how you do these things. And like people with body dysmorphia and stuff, being fearfully and wonderfully made, anorexia and all of them things there, 
it's like there's there's slight nuances that plays out in a way that isn't just within um and even though if you're comfortable individual. going out without wearing makeup or having to get a shape up every facts. two weeks facts mm. You put on the shirt. It's like, oh, my chest is sticking out too much. Like, I haven't been to the gym. I need to do press ups. So I can put on the shirt. And again, it's what it still doesn't <laughs> negate. It still doesn't negate the the weight and the reality of um, responsibility to steward and handle right what we've been given. It, it isn't saying be like a a health nut banging yoga every day or whatever like that, stretching out and them things there. But it's just like, how are you stewarding what you've been given? knowing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and so and there's a like god has entrusted you with this body um yeah because you are more than your body but this is that this is your housing whilst on earth and so how are you stewarding stewarding that mm. yeah mm. i think i'll be nice place around that yeah i just want to say to any to any trans people and to the wider LGBT community. You know, as Christians, we're still learning what it means to love and love well. So yeah. sorry for the pain that we've caused. Please be patient with us. We're, we're learning. And do you know what, yeah? Do you know what? I, I haven't spoken to the team about this. Peter may cut this out afterwards. <laughs> Feel free to. But like on a on a genuine level, if anyone who has been able to amalgamate Christian and LGBTQ who is listening to this podcast, I would love to have a conversation with you. If you're comfortable on the podcast, um, yeah, it, I think it would be dope to have the conversation to just just chop it up if you're comfortable and if you listen to the podcast. You think anybody um, would be comfortable with the way that we talk about it? <laughs> No, but but you know well, what? the kind yeah, of people it, that would be are, are people that are ready to fight, <laughs> and that's that's what I'm saying. They, mm. I feel like they, if they come on, they 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 would come with they will come with heat. Mm. Um, that should be and interesting I, and to I, hear. Yeah, and I do piece. think I do think that knowing us, I do know that when we have because right now we're speaking abstractly. There isn't someone in front of us who we're having a conversation with. It's all theoretical and philosophical and stuff almost. Um, I have people in mind who I'm thinking about as I'm having these conversations, but I know they're not Christians. Um, But if we have someone in front of us and we're having these conversations, it takes a different tone. Um, And I I do believe for us and and our characters that, yo, it's not going to be like (laughs) that African interviewer. Why are you gay? You are gay. Who told you I'm gay? You are gay. Um, yeah, like it's it's not gonna be that sort of situation. Mm. Um, there's for for my part, anyways. There's there's gonna be a genuine curiosity to be like, all right, like how does it not how does it play out, but like yeah, how are you navigating it? Like how are you seeing? How are you sensing God speaking to you and and stuff like that? Um. Yeah, there'll, there, there'll be a genuine dialogue that I want to engage in. Um, mm-hmm. fam, I'm, I'm down. Like, even if you don't want to jump on this Instagram, slide in the DMs, we can have a conversation. Um, because I, I genuinely want to have a conversation with a Christian, um, either transgendered or someone transitioning or LGBTQ. Like, I would genuinely want to have a conversation. 
specifically of someone who's Christian in, in that community. Mm. Cool. Shout out to you, man. Anyway, hookups. <sighs> Yo, um, I'll go first. Yeah. So after Jelade got at me, I started watching Jujutsu Kaisen. Come on. Um, so yeah, I'm watching it on Crunchyroll on a free account right now, and it's jarring. From Christian novelists and dramatists, not from the bench of Bishop. Pia, you're not you're not muted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Pia looked like a deer caught in headlights. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I think there's like seven seasons. Bro, whoever is doing that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was not me. That was not me. I'm trying to find my hookup. As was I. So yeah, mine is Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen. Um, I've just started it. I'm going on Crunchyroll. I, if you might want to sponsor listeners, if you might want to sponsor my my Crunchyroll account, it's like seven ninety nine a month. Just we can do this. You don't. I don't even need to know your bank details and that. We can we can get this thing done. Yeah, PayPal, whatever. We can Apple Pay. We can get this done. Yeah. All right. Oh, Peter cool. shaking his head. All right, and that's two. That's two people for Crunchy. We're not trying to share an account, so you can pay for two different accounts. Yeah, or two people can can hook us up with Crunchyroll. Yeah, man. Or or Crunchyroll can sponsor us. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, Peter, would you would you have a Crunchyroll what? sponsorship? <laughs> what what do they stand to gain? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we do talk about anime a lot, so I don't know, but yeah, no, cool. cool. All right, can I go next to my hookup? Yeah, go ahead, man. So my hookup is the Instagram page. It's toy poodle, toy poodle gram. <laughs> toy what? 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 Toy poodle gram. Toy poodle gram. Yeah, poodle oh. like the dog. Bro, what stuff, sort man. of fetish are you have you got going on there? No, it just shows it just shows toy poodles. Toy poodles. Look, look, look. Let me show you. Yeah, you you look, got one weird fetish, bro. I want to get one of these. If I'm gonna get a dog, this is the one I, I, I want to get. I decided. A toy poodle. Yeah. They, look, they're so cute. Bro, <laughs> bro, your your street cred is going down the drain right now. What? Because I want a cute dog. <laughs> what street cred did he have? I don't want a cute dog. And they're small, so they don't, don't, don't be too much to handle. Okay. So Dreya, how do you feel about that? Pardon? I said, Drea, how do you feel about that? Oh, she's down. Oh, what? she's not here at the minute. Yeah. All right, Paris Hilton. Um. <laughs> Cool. Can I go ahead? Toxic masculinity coming up. I swear down to your handbag as you're walking around. <laughs> can I can I uh, give my hookup, please? Yes, sir. Uh, so my hookup is a sort of they call it a read later sort of app. Um, and all it is is you can save anything really, articles, blog posts, videos. You can save it. So it's an app that where you can save if you see that you stumble upon it and you don't have time to read it. You can save it for later. And the one that I use is called Pocket. Um, mm. And yeah, it's a really good one. So I've got an extension on my Chrome browser. I've got the app on my phone. And literally, sometimes I don't have, I rarely have the time to read something I find immediately. Um, I'll just save it in there. Um, and you can set it up such that when you save it, it automatically downloads to, for instance, the app. 
And so then when you've got some time, even if you're offline, you can just bring it up and it can put it into like a view where it can actually just read it for you, um, read it to you. So you're listening to it as opposed to reading it. Um, mm. And yes, it's quite dope. So Pocket is um is my hookup. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Um, shout out to read for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Follow us on Twitter at the French UK. Instagram TBS Furnace. Um, email TBS Furnace.com. Find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacks Furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, the Blacks Furnace, with the apostrophe. And that's it. Happy birthday once again to Peter. Come on. Thank you. 133 years old today. <laughs> we went from 52. No, right. I'm aging by the minute. Yeah, bro. Right. Dogs, dogs, the Asian dog years, isn't it? <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard me. Anyway, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow. Lucan. <laughs>